New York bands fracking and other stories this winter solstice 2014. I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. And it's This Week in Water. In a move that could have potential reverberations across the country, last Wednesday, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York banned hydraulic fracturing in the Empire State. The governor based his decision on current fracking studies that are inconclusive about the health risks. The decision was predictably hailed by environmentalists and scorned by industry. We contacted the Colorado Oil and Gas Association to get their reaction. In an email to H2O Radio, their spokesperson stated that Colorado's regulators have reached the conclusion that hydraulic fracturing can be accomplished in a safe manner, in stark contrast to the apparent conclusions reached by Governor Cuomo's administration. But others in Colorado don't see the safety issue quite like the oil and gas trade group. Sam Shawbacker of Food and Water Watch told the Colorado Independent that it's time for Governor Hickenlooper to stop ignoring the science that clearly shows fracking is inherently unsafe. And recent public polling showed U.S. citizens becoming more and more skeptical of fracking. In November, the Pew Center found that support for fracking has fallen from 48 to 41 percent in the last 18 months. In that same time period, opposition has risen from 38 to 47 percent. Speaking of oil and gas, President Barack Obama announced last Tuesday that he's making the pristine waters of Bristol Bay off the coast of Alaska off-limits to development. In a YouTube video, the president declared the waters, which are roughly the size of Florida, as a, quote, beautiful natural wonder that's too precious to be put out to the highest bidder. The decision is being lauded by some 50 tribes and organizations across Alaska, as well as by 20 seafood companies and trade associations, as a victory for protection of the region's valuable fishing grounds. Bristol Bay is the source of 40% of the wild-caught fish in the United States and generates $2 billion in revenue annually. You may recall that last January, a chemical leak from storage containers owned by Freedom Industries polluted the drinking water for about 300,000 people in the Charleston, West Virginia area. A chemical used to clean coal before it's burned drained into the Elk River. For weeks, communities coped with the consequences, and residents of nine Charleston area counties were warned not to drink, cook with, bathe in, or wash with tap water. Last week, federal prosecutors filed criminal charges against six former Freedom Industries officials and the company itself for violations of the Clean Water Act. At a news conference, the prosecutor who filed the charges said the chemical leak was, quote, completely preventable. The real tragedy here may be that the leaking company has resurrected itself. According to Grist, Freedom Industries has risen from the dead in a new company called Lexico, with the same addresses, phone numbers, executives, and even mission statement as Freedom Industries. It appears there's a new Cold War, a battle over who owns one of the most frigid places on Earth, the Arctic. Up until now, dibsing the oil-rich Arctic was a contest among Russia, Canada, Norway, and the United States. 
That was until last Monday, when the tiny nation of Denmark approached the United Nations with a staggering claim to own nearly one-third of the region, including the North Pole. The Danes are basing their claim on scientific research that a massive underwater mountain range is an extension of Greenland, which is an autonomous country within the Kingdom of Denmark. They assert they own thousands of hectares previously claimed by Moscow. Next spring, Russia plans to file a request with the UN expanding its boundaries from its initial claim. Canada is preparing its submission too, which is rumored to include the North Pole. There's no scientific evidence to back their claim, but that didn't stop them from granting Santa Claus Canadian citizenship. And speaking of Santa Claus on this week before Christmas, we have some troubling news. Reindeer populations are declining. The decline is mostly attributed to climate change and habitat destruction. Populations have dropped by about 60% just in the past three decades. Research cites changes in temperature as part of the problem. Plants are emerging sooner than the herds arrive, depriving mothers and calves of quality feeding. Freezing rain in place of snow has affected lichens that animals feed on during the colder months. And we don't want to worry kids more, but the whole Rudolph story? It could be wrong. According to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, Santa's sleigh is pulled by a team of females. That's because while both male and female reindeer grow antlers in the summer each year, male reindeer drop their antlers usually by late November. We should have known delivering packages all over the globe without mixing up orders or getting lost. That took a female brain. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Wishing you a safe and happy holidays from all of us here at H2O Radio. We'll be back on January 11th. Ooh.